Hey there, booklies! This is Anastasia Nightingale, and welcome back to the Bookish Creation Podcast. If you're new here, this show is all about bookish things, including writing and mostly adult romance. We talk about romance books, review them, get excited about it, and even read fun, hot, and steamy excerpts sent in from some amazing romance reads from the authors or publishers. With that being said, this podcast is for adults only and at times include erotic excerpts sent in by the authors for the purpose of reading them on the podcast. These excerpts can at times include intense situations, provocative characters, and or scenes. Please be sure to listen responsibly. Lately, I've been on a little bit of a dark romance roll. As you all know, I love my hot and steamy dark romance. But today, I wanted to shake up that role a little bit and look at an amazing contemporary romance by one of my favorite dark romance authors, Anna Zares. Yes, you heard me right. She is normally a dark romance author. But in November of 2019, she started a contemporary romance duet called The Wall Street Titan. And you guys, today we are doing a book hype with some awesome excerpts that Anna Zares has sent in for us to read from the box set for that duet. Thank you so, so much, Anna Zares, for sending in these excerpts. They are sinfully good, and I simply can't wait to share them with everyone. Now, this duet is one of the cutest, funniest, most feel-good temporary romances I have read in a very long time. There is no paranormal, suspense, dark, or fantasy elements to the story at all, at least in my opinion. It's just an alpha male personality and a feisty heroine thrown together by an accidental circumstance, working things out, and I absolutely adored it! Ugh! I loved, loved, loved this duet. It's amazing. Hands down, it's amazing. I've actually reread this one once already since the series completed back in February. Now, with that being said, I have obviously already read this one before, so I'm not going to dive into any kind of speculation with the excerpts that have been sent in, like I usually do with my book hypes, since ordinarily I haven't read the books yet when I do a book hype, but I just love this duet so much, I couldn't resist doing a book hype for it. So this one might be a little bit different from the book hypes that you guys are used to, but we're still going to have a lot of fun with it, reading these amazing scenes and being able to talk about the scenes themselves and just getting excited about the books in general. Okay, so I fangirled enough for the time being, so let's go ahead and jump in. Now, this first excerpt is from book one called The Wall Street Titan. And it's from our hero Marcus's point of view. What about you? I ask, though I already know the answer. Are you seeing the guy you meant to text the other night? An adorable flush covers her freckled cheeks. Um, no. That is, I might have fibbed about that. Did you? I knew this, of course. Her dating status was the first thing my investigator checked on, but I'm enjoying her discomfort too much to let it go. You mean, you meant to text me at three in the morning? She glares at me. It was a mistake, all right? I was talking to my cat, and my finger pressed send accidentally. I didn't mean to do it. I see. I reach over and pick up her hand, toying with her delicate fingers, I ask. Did your cat choose my number and type out that hey? 
More delicious color floods her face, and her hand curls into a tiny fist in my grip. Maybe? I'm not sure what happened. Just let it be, okay? A dark smile tugs at my lips. You'd like that, wouldn't you? How about I tell you what happened? I lean in, my voice deepening as I murmur. There you were, in the middle of the night, all alone in your bed and unable to sleep. Maybe you'd read a sexy story in the evening. Or maybe, just maybe, you'd had a dream. Her hand twitches in my grasp, and my smile grows more wicked. Ah, yes, it was a dream. Was I in it, kitten? What was I doing to you? Fucking you? Licking your sweet pussy? Fingering your tight little asshole? Or maybe all of the above? As I speak, her color heightens further, and a visible pulse appears in her neck. Hush! She hisses, her eyes darting to the partition separating us from Wilson. He'll hear you! Then tell me if I'm right. I bring her hand to my mouth and brush her knuckles back and forth across my lips. Was I what you were dreaming about that night? Was I... Yes! She's now flushed all over, her breathing fast and uneven as she yanks her hand away. You're right, okay? You're right. Happy now? Fuck me. Hearing her admit this is like having Viagra injected straight into my cock. I'm so hard, it's as if I hadn't had sex in years instead of mere minutes. If it weren't for the fact that I promised Emma dinner, I'd tell Wilson to take us to my penthouse so I can go straight for my dessert. Yes, I say hoarsely when I'm able to talk again. Very happy. And as she turns to stare out the window, her cheeks bright red, I take deep breaths, trying to cool the raging fire in my blood. <sighs> this scene is one of my favorites. It's so dang hot, but there's so much going on here too. One of the things I love most about Marcus is how his love for Emma is actually so much more than just their physical attraction and sexual lives. He pays attention to her. He listens to her. And it really shows here. I know that kind of sounds funny because this is an intensely sexual scene, even though they're not actually having sex. But <laughs> it really does show here how deeply he cares for her. And while I'm so not going to spoil what's going on, I will say that there is clearly something he's trying to find out about a text that she sent. And even with her not telling him what's happening, he's able to figure it out. And that's where you can see the intensity and the deepness of his caring for her and where he's paying attention. He knows her well enough to pick up on her body language. He knows her well enough to be able to guess what's going on inside of her dreams and how she would operate in reaction to them. But further, he knows how to push her buttons. And I love it! I absolutely love it! While this scene is so sexy, that button pushing makes it so playful. I love the banter that's happening between them, with him pushing her for information that he just won't let go of, while she fumes at him about it because they're not alone and she doesn't want anybody to hear this, and you can kind of pick up on a little bit of the other emotions going on through her head about what he's saying and what that's doing to her. 
emotionally with that blush that's creeping in and the embarrassment that's creeping in. Ugh, it's just, it's a beautiful scene. It shows so much of their personalities. It shows so much of his love for her. And further, it shows her caring for him. It shows how attracted she is to him as well. And like I said, I'm not going to tell you guys what was going on with that text, but I'll let your imaginations run wild as to what a text that says, hey, was going on about, especially with their banter going on like this afterwards. Honestly, this whole scene is absolutely adorable with the intensity of the moment and the development of them as a couple and breaking down each other's walls. Ugh, I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, on another totally different note, the mention of the cats. I love the cats! I love the cats! There are three cats that star throughout the series. Queen Elizabeth, Cotton Ball, and Mr. Puffs. These three little kitty cats are hilarious. Honestly, the books would not be what they are without them. Now, I know that probably sounds weird since they're cats and it's a romance, but it's true. It's really, really true. It would not be what it is without them. They make up such a huge part of Emma's life. And because of that, they become a huge part of her and Marcus's relationship and Marcus's life as well. And I really like that that's not shied away from. That's not ignored. The reality of fur babies is there in this book. One of the things that I'm often really bothered by when it comes to books that has pets, kids, or elderly parents that are being taken care of by either the hero or the heroine is that they become background noise. They're not included in the series or in the book in a way that's realistic. When you have something and someone that is so much a part of your life as a child would be, or a cat would be, or a dog would be, or a horse would be, or an elderly parent that you're taking care of would be, they wind up becoming a part of that new relationship too. They're not background noise. They're not something that's mentioned here and there or brought up sparingly throughout your relationship. No, they are a big part of your life. Therefore, they become a part of the relationship and they wind up, if the relationship is serious, becoming a part of that other person's life too. So I really like that the cats becoming a part of the series in such a way that if they weren't there, the series wouldn't be what it is, is actually in the book. It is raw. It's realistic. And I love it. It's fantastic how well it's done and how it has you laughing. It's just, it's great. It's honestly great. Now, I don't ordinarily do this kind of thing, but I'm going to do this little bit of a personal teaser of mine for you guys for this book. There is one scene in this book that stars Mr. Puffs, one of her cats, a date, and a closet that had me laughing so hard. My husband was worried he'd need to take the iPad away from me, and he almost did, because he thought I was going to break the iPad. I was laughing so hard. I was clutching the iPad. I was pushing it to my chest. I often turned it off. I often closed the app or changed the page, because I was dying. I was laughing that hard with that scene. It was fantastic. And really, 
kept to that character, kept to Mr. Puffs. <laughs> the hilarity of the scene was awesome. It was not outside of the realm of possible either. It was something that I could relate to being the type of person that I am as well. I could see that happening to me. It was fantastic. Now, if you want to know what happened there, you're just going to have to get the book and give it a go. <laughs> but you will love it. Even if you're not a cat lover, you will like that scene. I guarantee it. Okay, now that my own little personal teaser is done, let's go ahead and move on to the next excerpt. Now, this one is from Titan's Addiction, which is book two, and it's in Emma's point of view. His lips are soft and warm, his breath faintly minty from the hard candy we both sucked on during our descent into JFK. The kiss is sweet and leisurely at first, pleasantly unhurried. Laying a gentle hand on my lower back, he strokes his tongue over the seam of my lips, teasing and caressing until my arms wrap around his neck and my lips part on a breathless exhale to let him in. Immediately, he deepens the kiss, his hand moving down to my bottom, kneading it through my jeans as he presses me against his powerful body. Shortly before landing, we had a quickie on the plane, because bedroom, but he's already as hard as if that interlude never happened. The thick bulge of his erection presses into my belly, igniting a familiar burn under my skin, and I find myself rising on tiptoes, the lazy sweetness fading as my tongue tangles with his and my body tightens on a surge of need. I want him. Badly. I want his muscular ass flexing as he drives into me, his hands gripping my wrists and his eyes filled with that dark, intense... A loud meow cuts through the sex fog in my brain, and I freeze in place, realizing we're, again, making out where someone, in this case Marcus's butler, can walk in on us at any moment. Panting, I push Marcus away, and he lets me, though his chest is rising and falling in the same rapid rhythm as mine, and his lightly bronzed face is darkened with a flush of arousal. The cats. I have to... I gulp in a breath and force myself to take a step back, away from temptation. Have to let them out. Yep, see, there's the importance of the cats cutting in and cock-block, <clears throat> I mean, saving them from someone walking in on them. So, one of the things I really do like about this one is the difference that it shows between the characters' experience levels. There really wasn't too much going on besides a heated, passionate kiss that was, yes, going somewhere, but it was just a kiss at the moment. And it's just Marcus's butler that could walk in on them and see what was happening, which of course, he would have then turned around and given them their privacy. However, this is something that Emma considers as inappropriate, whereas Marcus clearly sees it as something that's fine, given what they were doing and where they were. I do like this, though, because it shows that they are different in a few ways. Which, when it comes to a contemporary romance, or any romance, really, it's really important to have those differences. To have those little nuances or feelings about things that are so different. And I like that this is one of them. Also, as you can see by what she says in this scene... Emma is more of a woman who likes to keep the more intimate moments between her and her lover just for her and her lover. She doesn't like to do things like this where anyone might even accidentally walk in on them and see them. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that at all. 
But I want to point it out because in this scene, she is so enamored by Marcus that she is just swept away by him and their moment. And I adore that. I love it when the intensity of the attraction between the characters is so soul deep that they feel loved, safe, protected, and cared for to the extent that the world just falls away. It completely falls away during these moments where it doesn't matter that you don't have the four walls and the door to block everyone out. It doesn't matter that you're not in your own little world because that person is your world. That person makes up everything for you to the point where everything else just falls away. So during those times, those special moments between you two, anywhere is your own little world. And I love, love, love seeing that in books like this, or in any book really, but I loved seeing it in this book. And as she says, again, so it happens a few times and I just, uh, I adore it. I absolutely adore it. Honestly, you guys, I couldn't get enough of this book. I couldn't get enough of it. It is well and truly a contemporary romance. There are no paranormal, dark, or any kind of fantasy elements that are happening within it, but it still had all the feels for me. It still sucked me in. It was still addictive. I still couldn't stop turning the pages. I was still up all night reading both the first book and the second book. When I was done with the first book, I couldn't wait to get my hands on the second book. It was, oh, they're both just so, so good. The series is amazing. Any romance lover, honestly, I think will enjoy these books. Even if you're not a cat lover, it's totally okay. The cats are amazing. You'll like them. Because as I said, they're much more of characters and important to the story than just being background noise cats. Now, I know that this part of what I want to say is a little bit review-y. <laughs> But I want to go ahead and add it into this book hype anyways, because it's really important to me that by the end of this book, the characters have so much development that happens between them. It's just beautiful. They develop as a couple. They come so far as a couple. They change so much with their relationship dynamic and how they are together. It is amazing. And they change as individuals. They grow in that way too. In the span of the two books, their growth, their development is amazing. I just, I absolutely adored it. It was done so well. It was ingrained into the story beautifully and effortlessly. And I just loved the way it played out as a journey that the reader, that I, got to go along with them. It was amazing. The ending of this one absolutely had my heart melting. Just melting. It was so, so good. So, so good. I loved it. I have to say that usually it's more the paranormal, dark, or sci-fi books that are going to win a spot on my top favorite series lists or my top favorite book lists. But this contemporary romance won a spot on my favorite book list. On my favorite romance book list, it definitely won a spot. Both Wall Street Titan for 2019 and Titan's Addiction for 2020 and the series as a whole. Just as 
a whole, my favorite romances of all time, Wall Street Titan duet is on that list. I loved this contemporary romance. Absolutely loved it. Okay, booklies, I think that's going to do it for today's bookish book hype. I'm sure that you can tell that I am a huge fan of this series. I absolutely adored it. I honestly believe that any romance lover should give this one a go. You're going to love it. There's no trigger warnings that I can even think of with this one that I should warn you about. Yes, Marcus is an alpha male, but any book that you get from me that I like is going to have an alpha male. That's just who I am and just what I like. And I think you all know that by now. (laughs) But this one is just beautiful. It's heartwarming. It's fun. It's funny. It ticks all the boxes for my swoonworthiness. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. There is no other way to say it. I just loved this. So please, if you haven't read this duet before, or if you haven't read Anna Zares before, give this one a go. You really will enjoy it. Thank you again so much, Anna Zares, for sending in these awesome excerpts. I had an absolute blast reading them. It was so much fun going back into these scenes, reliving those moments of reading it again, being able to read them on the podcast, share them with everybody, and get excited with everybody over it all over again. I just, I loved these books, so thank you so very much for sending these in. I really appreciate it. If you guys liked this bookish book hype, please be sure to subscribe to either the podcast or the blog so you never miss another one. All of the podcast episodes do get their own personal post on the blog, so subscribing to either one works. If you're subscribed to the blog, you do get notifications via email or bloglovin' about a new post that comes up. If you're subscribed to your favorite podcast platform. It depends on what that podcast platform does for notifications on how you get your notifications. The Bookish Creation podcast logo was done by The Artsy Reader. The Artsy Reader is another fantastic book blogger. She does multiple genres and does a lot of fun reviews and other fun bookish things over at her blog at www.theartsyreader.com. The excerpts for The Wall Street Titan Duet were sent in by Anna Zares. If you haven't read Anna Zares before, I do highly recommend her books. She is ordinarily a dark romance author, but her contemporary romance for The Wall Street Titan, as you can tell, is fantastic. You can see more about her books and learn more about her over at AnnaZares.com. For more fun bookish romance reviews and other fun romance things, be sure to visit my website at www.bookishcreation.com. I hope that you all are having a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, and that this chapter of your life is just as amazing as the last book that you read. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye!